Well, I want to thank the Packwood Locker, uh, soon to be Griner Meats and Grocery of Richland, Iowa, for their uh, help with this program, and a brand new sponsor, Wester Drugs of Wilton and Muscatine. They've come on board to help us out, as well as Wayland State Bank, Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa, McDonald's Boneyard of Kyoto, Iowa, R&B Breaks of Dubuque, B&B Propane, Elsie's Kitchen.net of Copic. Thanks for, I will thank these sponsors and enjoy the program. This is Representative Helena Hayes representing the Iowa House District 88 in Mahaska, Jefferson, and Keokuk County. I want to thank all the student athletes on an outstanding season and congratulations to Oskaloosa, Kyoto, North Mahaska, Pekin, and Sigourney High Schools on making the playoffs. Congratulations. Well, the Packwood Locker of Packwood, Iowa, soon to be Griner Meats and Groceries of Richland, Iowa, presents the Scoreboard Show. And today's guest is Jacob Lenzendorf of KTVO. Welcome to the program, Jacob. Hey, thanks for having me, Dave. Well, you had just been doing a stellar job of capturing the, the, the both the boys and the girls baseball and softball season this year and documenting it on uh, KTVO. Uh, but the playoffs are here, and uh, you've been out the last couple weeks. Uh, what games have you seen uh, the first week? And then we'll get a, uh, right to talking about last night. Yeah, well, uh, last week I was at uh, – actually, both, I guess, games I've seen of playoff action so far have been uh, in Centerville. Last week I was, I was uh, watching – EBF against Davis County, uh, a couple of teams that we we cover here in the area, and that one was a close game. Uh, throughout, a pretty big uh, pitchers duel there. A lot of good arms uh, were cycled through in that game, uh, and that one actually went to eleven innings. Uh, so that was less than ideal for me staying to catch the whole thing because I had to get back to uh, a tumble on a about a forty five minute drive. So uh, I didn't I didn't catch the end of it in terms of filming it, but I saw that. Uh, EBF did win on a walk-off walk uh, in the 11th inning, and then uh, some rain actually postponed the um, Cardinal versus Centerville game, which is what I saw uh, on Monday. Uh, so that gave me something to go to the day before uh, the 4th of July, and that was um, another pretty close one, actually, from South Central Conference opponents. Um, Centerville had outscored uh, Cardinal pretty good in the uh, regular series regular season series like 22 runs it was and then when you get to playoff time you can kind of throw those things out I mean you know you know each other pretty well but you can't take anyone obviously lightly which I'm sure we'll talk about here uh more in the episode but um yeah so Centerville just kind of used an early lead and uh just stayed in front for most of the game but Cardinal never let it get out of hand they kept it close uh just uh, Centerville was too good on Monday and uh they they actually um uh, advanced uh, in the playoffs. So those are the couple games that I saw for actual playoff action um, here so far. And, uh, and yeah, I got more coming up as well as, as we start to see our, our teams here in the KTBO area uh, kind of dwindle down a little bit here for baseball. Yeah, it was a heartbreaker of a night. Uh, if you're uh, someone who really follows the, the round guy radio family, uh, uh, a lot of our beloved teams, uh, uh, got nipped in close games uh, uh, last night. But uh, what scores do you have from your area from last night that you can share with our listeners? Yeah, so from last night, got uh, five from last night and then uh, one going on here tonight. Uh, Central Decatur beats uh, EBF 6-4. to four. 
Um, so EBF kept it close, but uh, the Cardinals just pulled away. Pella Christian took down Centerville, who, who I mentioned won back on um, uh, Monday. So Pella Christian's going to advance. And then the, the ones that you were going to mention as well are that, are that you're probably talking about here for the most part. Hillcrest Academy takes down Kyoto 4 3. That and was then, a, uh, extra innings too. Extra innings and in, uh, okay. ended on a basis loaded hit batsman. Mm. Yeah, it's, it can be heartbreaker time. That's that's well, the uh, that's, the beauty that's what of the it downfall. is in a do or die situation. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then uh, Regina Catholic takes down uh, Sigourney three two and uh, Moravia, our lone winner of the night last night in uh, Class One A action, as they took down the. Uh, Warhawks of North Mahaska by a score of four to one. So some pretty close games for the most part for our teams, uh, for those that were left standing. And then the game that uh, wasn't played last night that's going to be played here tonight is Winfield Mount Union at Van Buren County. Uh, and then that one also centrally in Minneapolis will play. So the only the only baseball playoff games of the day, I believe, uh, going down in Piasaqua. So Yeah, uh, and I, unfortunately for me, I'm going to be able to uh, uh, go down there and cover both of those games tonight. Uh, well, I was up at Mid Prairie last night, and uh, they looked every bit the champion. Uh, you know, I'd seen them play a, a few times uh, during the season, but I never saw them play at this level. I never saw them put together this kind of complete game. I never saw them swing the bats like this last night, and they came out uh, with a ten to nothing win over the Wilton Beavers. That was a pretty exciting night. Uh, what What is your uh, uh, do you have any, uh, you got some teams in 3A and 4A that are going to come into the playoffs, don't you? Yeah, I do. Um, I'll touch on that here. And that, that's going to be actually mid Prairie. If that's, if that's how far, uh, both if they and Van Buren County keep winning out, which would be a, would be a tough one if they can get past, uh, Winfield Mountain Union, they'll play Mediapolis, who was a close game earlier, but that could be a very, very good game on, uh, what is that? July 11th. I believe this, this, uh, or next, next Tuesday, actually, yeah. So that could be a good one to watch. So we'll, we'll keep our eyes on that one. But, yeah, we have some some bigger schools remaining as well. Uh, first off, uh, obviously, being here in Ottumwa, that's that's the number one priority. Uh, games Friday for all of these. Ottumwa 28-11 at Waukee. Uh, Ottumwa got the four seed, Waukee the three, interestingly enough, with the record discrepancy. But strength of schedule is a little bit different. So uh, the Warriors actually took down Ottawa back on Monday. Uh, you got to wonder, though, how much each team kind of showed in that game. They don't want to show their hand too much or, or whatnot. So uh, the Bulldogs are one of the most efficient hitting and base stealing teams in the state here this year. They've been looking really good at the plate. And then when they – and they get on the bases, they can really wreak some havoc. So uh, a kid to keep an eye on, Tucker Long, the Iowa commit, uh, is breaking out here as a freshman. He played as an eighth grader last year, and he's really, really seen the ball well this year uh, at the plate, and also he's a good pitcher. So uh, I talked to John Yeager a couple weeks ago. He's really trying to preach confidence for his guys at the plate uh, as the postseason ramps up and uh, and two-strike hitting as well. So this is a team that can make a run. Obviously, 28 wins you got, that's, that's nothing to uh, – to kind of scoff at. So, um, Tumwa at Waukee on Friday. Uh, another one, Oskaloosa, 9 and 25 at Knoxville, 31 and 3. So, that's a tough matchup for the Indians as they face a team, obviously, that's only lost three times uh, in 34 games this season. 
Uh, the offense could be hard to come by for Aussie when they struggle. That's kind of where uh, their downfall is. So they will have to make a uh, well advantage of, of every opportunity if they want the big time upsets uh, in Knoxville. Well, and hey, just let me, let me let me ask you a little something oh, about yeah, Oskaloosa. Sure. Uh, sure. It does seem like they've been playing well lately, hasn't it? Yeah, the one the game that I went to, uh, them versus EBF, they hit the ball well. They had a home run in that one uh, as well. But it's, I think their their season numbers for uh, runs in a game isn't uh, isn't probably where they want it to be. So uh, the last couple I think were uh, not as as high as that one where I saw them uh, with the the home run, obviously. But uh, yeah, that's going to be a key is the offense uh, for the Indians for sure. I think. Well, a lot of these teams that are getting hot at the end are really uh, given. Uh... The teams they're playing fits or even even dumping them. Uh, we've yeah. seen a lot of upsets in this tournament. What I'm saying, right, right, yeah. You can't take anyone uh, uh, not seriously at this point, obviously. So, and the last one, uh, two two teams in our in the KTVO viewing area, Fairfield, uh, 15 and 18 at Mount Pleasant, 12 and 11. And I, I'm sure Andy uh, Krutzinger from the uh, the Union touched on this one a little bit with you, maybe, but uh, could be an interesting matchup as Fairfield has won two out of the three meetings here this year. I uh, haven't been to Mount Pleasant uh, game this year, so they're sitting at 12 and 11. So I don't know too much about them, but I have seen Fairfield a couple times, and they'll most likely rely on uh, Tate Allen uh, on the mound as a starter. He's got a 1.79 ERA, so he's the guy they kind of lean on as as um, as the senior with that bunch. That's a pretty pretty young bunch bunch, I believe. Um, for that team and then 27 and 5 Marion is more than likely waiting in the wings uh for whoever comes out the victor in that one so that one is uh also on Friday in Mount Pleasant so those are the big schools that we have left as as yeah like I mentioned we're we're getting down to the nitty-gritty here and teams are, are funneling out of the tournament so uh some are looking for a big upset some looking to hopefully not get upset but the kind of the theme uh is it's gonna have to be on the road for most of these teams as, as they're the lower seats well, I got a question for you. Who has more RBIs, uh, Van Buren's Jackson Manning or the New York Yankees' Aaron Judge? Uh, I would have to guess probably Jackson Manning because yeah. hasn't Judge been hurt this year? Yeah, but he's uh, he's played uh, uh, more than twice as many games and has three times the at-bats. But uh, it's it's Jackson Manning, and it's not even close. Uh, wow, yeah. He's, he's got he's... over 50, and, and uh, Judge has 40. Yeah, he's he's a heck of a hitter, man. It's fun watching him uh, go up to the plate uh, and, and battle up there against some good pitchers. Um, so yeah, looking forward to seeing hopefully what Van Buren County can do here uh, as as the season winds down. But he's he's a great talent for sure. Well, uh, is there any uh, thing else? Any players you want to mention? Anybody having a good uh, tournament or or any real matchups that you really got your eye on coming up? Well, just kind of want to touch back a little bit more on uh, on uh, Moravia and and yeah, Van Buren like County. To hear about that. Yeah, uh, so watching those teams uh, down the stretch here, Moravia the only one left in in one A for us, and Van Buren County in two A. Uh, each of those squads, I could see uh, making it to state. They got the right t- mix of talent, kind of skill, and also some some senior leaders on that team, and some good coaches, guys that know the adjustments that need to be made uh, in the game and going into the game as well. So a cool little quick story uh, on Moravia. So uh, Bill Hughesman, their coach, been around the game for a long, long time. Uh, I talked to him after they were actually playing uh, Van Buren County in a weekend tournament that got rained out. Uh, and I really wish I could have seen the end of that, that, uh, 
that game because the, the rain just just made everything wash out for the entire day. But uh, he actually got into coaching the Mohawks. It was years ago. He was watching his grandsons, I believe, go against uh, Moravia, and he was shocked by how how good and skilled uh, and big the Moravia kids were. So then the job opened up as, as coach, uh, had baseball coach at Moravia, and the rest is history. He kind of said so. He's really looking forward to this this especially run with his class here this year. As as last year, I believe they were just a game away from state because uh, they lost to New London. Yeah, yeah, uh, I covered that game and and the game yeah. they played with Sigurdine. I got to have him on there a couple times. He's like one of them really wily old veterans that you interview, yeah. you, you feel like you're talking to Bear Bryant or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I thought that that story was cool. That's he he got into the he got into coaching the Mohawks by by watching his grandsons go against them and be like, man, it'd be nice to coach them. And sure enough, the rest is history. So uh, hopefully those guys can can make a good run. And then also talking a little bit more on Van Buren County, they have a game tonight uh, where they can't take their opponent lightly, but uh, they should be favored in that one for sure. I was I was in Kiyosaka a couple weeks ago when they dropped a tight one against uh, Burlington Notre Dame, uh, and after I talked. Uh, to Chad Scott after that game, he was very optimistic still with the loss, uh, obviously as he should be because we've, we've obviously mentioned how, how good that team is, but he felt like his guys learned a lot uh, and he learned a lot as well. They went against a good breaking ball pitcher. So uh, I think those guys are probably very hungry. They were under 500 last year. I did ask him about the, the whole rankings rankings thing. And if, if he cared at all, and obviously he said, no, we don't care. We just we just care about the guys that we have in our in our lineup and stuff. So uh, they'll be trying to prove some 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 guys wrong, some media guys, whoever does the ranking stuff, and and just kind of anyone that's doubting them in general too, because they got a lot of talent, good pitching, three three big arms, and a lineup that can really score some runs. So uh, those are the two teams I'm really kind of keeping my eye on as well, uh, along with uh, Tumwa obviously here. So. Yeah, we got some we got some great matchups. We got some great games going down there. Meepo's going to be a tough challenge for Van Buren. Uh, I saw their game and it was just two to one. I mean, uh, I think they lost. They beat them twice by one run both times. In fact, once in extra innings. Uh, so that'll be a big matchup. But Central Lee also, uh, who who uh, Meepo plays tonight, uh, is a tough opponent for sure. That's true. Fifteen uh, and seven. I'm seeing on the bracket. So yeah, that's that's a good point. It, it could be. Uh... Central Lee as well, for sure. But, uh, um, and then with uh, Durant, uh, they could be a tough opponent for uh, Mid-Prairie. They look really good. I got to see them play West Liberty. So uh, uh, they look like they can hit for sure and field for sure. So, and they got some pretty decent pitching up there, but uh, uh, nobody's going to be getting through that. But whoever comes out and and most likely will face Mid-Prairie, uh, will be a, a battle-tested team, and that is going to be – that's the bracket I'm following all the way, uh, maybe to state, hopefully. Uh, right. But uh, – Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Well, uh, I appreciate you being with us. Is there anything else you want to say? No, that should be about it. I, mean, I do plan on hopefully hitting the uh, the 11th uh, game somewhere for the uh, the 11th here next Tuesday to kind of see who, who's punching their ticket to state. But, yeah, just uh, keep up with me on uh, on Twitter at KTVO Jacob. If I'm heading to any games, I'll post highlights there. we got the Moravia ones on our website, KTVO.com, as well right now because we had uh, my coworker Kalen go there last night while I was enjoying an off day. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing uh, what the rest of the teams here can do that are that are still alive. And then we got some good softball ones as well. So if you're into softball action or just 
kind of from the area here, the, the KTVO area, and shoot me a follow on, on Facebook or Twitter, and, and we'll we'll cover this stuff the best we can around here. So, Well, the only person who won in Kyoto and Sigurdine last night was Coach Jensen. The SK uh, Savages football team, anyway, so he can get he can get focused on that early. But I, I got some more scores to read. Uh, you can hang out with me, or or I can let you sure. go here. But it's the BGM Bears coming up with a big upset over Don Bosco, three to two. I really uh, they represented the sickle pretty well last night. Uh, Lisbon took down Bell Plain, uh, seven to three. But Bell Plain got a little further than people thought they might have. Now, Pella, this is you already reported this. Pella Christian, uh, who is a great pitcher, Wester Camp. We did get to see them this year. They look stellar. They continue to look stellar, beating uh, Central uh, C- Centerville eight to two. Uh, of course, the Hillcrest Kyoto uh, uh, game was uh, four to three. That was a heartbreaker for me for sure. But uh, uh, KCII did cover that game, so they got some coverage. Uh, they just really, they really battled. Uh, Hillcrest is really, really good too. And uh, but Kyoto is always capable of playing really well. It looks like they did in the tournament. Uh, uh, the Moravia score, and then the, there was a score, uh, a Tumwa six, Fort Madison two, but that was a regular season game. This has been the scoreboard show. Thanks for being with us, Jacob. Thanks so much, Dave.